What's going on, Matt? How are you doing? Hey, Laura, doing good. How are you? Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. So welcome, everyone, to the Loro Sports Pod and Woo Sports Center with Loro and Matt. Today, we have a lot to talk about, but Matt, uh, how's it going? You excited to talk some sports today? Oh, yeah, for sure. I got a lot of big news to talk about. Absolutely. But before then, but let's tell you the big news that happened this weekend that former Vice President Joe Biden has won election to be the 46th President of the United States. And he has denied Donald Trump of a second term. Yeah, that was a long election night. It lasted a whole week almost. So, But we have a new president-elect, and congratulations to Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, this was a tumultuous run for President Trump these last four years. It was. Yeah, a lot of volatility. Yeah, like if you look at it, he never cared about people. He was racist and he was a, a president that uh, never really cared about a lot of people. He just cared about himself and just making millions and billions of money. Yeah, it sure seems like it. Yeah, he didn't really uh, make the right decisions as president and it cost him his job. Yeah, I mean, the border wall pretty much cost him his thing and also the Black Lives Matter movement didn't handle that well and also he didn't really handle the coronavirus pandemic very well no no yeah or the economy yeah yeah he 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 said he would make america great again but i didn't care if he did just because when he said that it didn't mean he would do it right so anyways with that being said let's talk about some week nine recap so let's start with the L.A. Chargers losing another heartbreaker to the Las Vegas Raiders. They were oh so close. But that incomplete pass cost the Chargers yet another victory. Yeah, and I thought, like, I this goes back to the nature of replay in sports. And I, like, that call was ruled a touchdown. And I thought on the reviews that there was not enough to overrule that. And they – they were looking at the replay for like two or three or four minutes. I mean, looking at microfilm, trying to figure out if that ball moved at all. And, you know, I just, I just think that if you can't figure this out on, in 30 seconds on replay, you just got to stick with the call on the field. I mean, it's like, that seems like a little bit of, um, I think relying on replay a little bit too much. And to me, I didn't even, think there was enough to overturn it so I think I think the Chargers um, I think that they should have won that game and that the the refs screwed them over the refs yet again uh, ruined the Chargers victory like take a look at last week against Denver the, a week ago in week in week nine when the Chargers two weeks ago when the Chargers played the Denver Broncos in Denver I kind of thought the refs kind of screwed up a little bit when when Drew Locke threw that game-winning touchdown because the, the guy went out of bounds. Yeah. So, really, they got robbed again by the officials. So, really, they have a they have a tough test to play next week, this upcoming week against the Miami Dolphins, who are 5-3. and three. Nobody expected the Dolphins to be in this position, as we'll get deeper into that game in just a minute. So, uh, so let's also talk about last night, the New England Patriots defeated the New York Jets. I thought that you, we both predicted that this win was going to be a big win for the Patriots, but I thought last night was an ugly game. 
Yeah, it was. And uh, I caught the uh, part of the, I caught the fourth quarter. I wasn't able to watch the first part of it. But um, yeah, I I just thought that, uh, you know, the, the Patriots are they're going through some growing pains right now. And uh, that's gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a tough season for them. But I was glad to see they pulled it out. I thought that uh, um, ultimately, like Cam got a good win there at the end. And they had what was it? 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. So um, they ended up, uh, you know, pulling that out and their season, their, their hopes and dreams are hanging by a thread still. Yeah. I mean, they can, they could st- still save their season if they beat the Ravens on Sunday, which I think will happen, but we'll have to wait and see. So before we get to some of our power rankings, uh, we got some news to talk about on the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger placed on the COVID-19 list with Vance McDonald, Jalen Samuels, and Gerald Hopkins. And each will have to pass a COVID-19 test throughout the week before being eligible to play Sunday against Cincinnati, which I think they will. If Roethlisberger doesn't play against Cincinnati, just because if he doesn't test, if he doesn't test negative twice, I mean, the Bengals are not that good of a team. You can start Mason Rudolph for one week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they could probably do that, um, especially because, you know, Ben is a little bit – he looks a little bit beat up right now anyway, so maybe giving him a week off, um, especially if he is sick, you know, you got to you gotta do that anyways. But, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, – I, I think they could, they could definitely still win without Ben Roethlisberger. And maybe I mean, Mason Rudolph's not that bad of a backup. Right. Like last year, he last year he he did do a good job, but I didn't think there was just moments that Mason Rudolph just didn't get the job done. Yep, I agree. But, but I do think maybe he can be the next starter for Pittsburgh, or maybe Pittsburgh can look elsewhere for Roethlisberger's su- successor. Just because I think the Steelers want to get an even younger quarterback in the draft, so that they can they can they can give him the start that they need him to because Roethlisberger is getting old, but that's another subject to say, but really Roethlisberger last week took a hit hit in the knee, but I, I, if he does play this weekend, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Yeah. So I agree. With that being said, let's start with our top 20 power rankings throughout the first half of the 2020 season. So Let's start with our top five. So I have number one, the Seahawks, of course. The number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're having a good season again. Three, the Green Bay Packers. Four, didn't expect to put this. And number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, those are your top five? Yeah, throughout my top 20 power rankings. Oh, yeah. So uh, number one for me, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Number two. Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, even though they did not look great against the bills and, you know, they, uh, the bills they're they did not respect the Seahawks uh, pass rush or secondary. And they, they just took were... advantage of their, uh, this, the bills last week, this past Sunday, they took advantage of that bad pass rush of the Seahawks, but you, they just didn't, but Russell Wilson wasn't counted out. Right. Yep. And so I'm going to go, I'm going to still keep um, the Seahawks up there. Um, and then I'm going to put, uh, let's see, after the Seahawks, 
I think at that point it is time to go to the uh, the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be three and uh, undefeated. And I'm, you know, I I probably should put them higher, maybe maybe at number two or so. But I can't put them over the Chiefs yet. I mean, the Chiefs are defending. No, Super Bowl I mean the Steelers are a they're a good football team, but I just don't think they're better than the Chiefs. Yeah. And, and Mahomes is a better quarterback than Roethlisberger. Yeah. Pretty much every so young put, quarterback I know is better than Roethlisberger. Yeah. So I'd put uh, the Steelers at three. And then uh, four and five, this is this is tough. Um, I think four, I'm going to have to go with uh, – I'll go with Green Bay, even though they can't stop the run. Um, and then five – I have to go with New Orleans. I, I mean, they were so impressive on Sunday night, and I'm going to go with New Orleans at five. Yeah, so that's pretty much my top five right there. So top five throughout the first half of the season. So I have Seattle, Kansas City, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore just because, you know, uh, I like I – have, I have Tampa Bay, New Orleans in my top ten. So they're just – they're not enough to make the top five just because I really like what I've seen from Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger's done. I mean, the Steelers have been a lot better than they were last year. Green Bay, you can't all you can't count on Aaron Rodgers. Probably my town. The top five right there, you know. Yeah. So now let's go to our top five tight ends throughout nine weeks of the 2020 season. We got a good list of tight ends here, so. Number one for me is Travis Kelsey. He's had another great season. Number two, this guy right here is having a comeback season. I mean, injury prone, but I think that he is going to be a big part of the Chargers' plans in the near future and a a good successor to Antonio Gates, and that's Hunter Henry. Number three is Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. Number four is George Kittle, even though he's hurt, but when healthy, he is a top five tight end in this league. And number five, he doesn't get a lot of credit just because last year he was like one of the most improved players on the LA Rams last year. And that is uh, Tyler. No, I put number five is uh, what you would call this George Kittle. The number four is Darren Waller. And number two, number two is Zach Ertz. And number three is Hunter Henry. You put Zach Ertz. Number two still. Uh Uh-huh. So, I was going to put Higby in my top five, but I really think each year he's – I think last year he really got better, but it's not enough for me to put him up there just yet. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. I'm going yeah, to go with um, – let's see. So I, I think Zach Ertz number two, and then number three is Henry, number four is Waller, and number five is George Kittle. Yeah, I have to, well, I have to go with Kelsey at my number one. Uh, and then – I'm going to go with Zach Ertz at two, and then uh, I'll go with uh, Hunter Henry at three, and then I'll go with um, yeah, I'll go with Waller at four, and then Kittle at five at five because Kittle's been yes. Hurt. I mean George Kittle, even though he's off of the season, I mean that was really a big blow to the 49ers. But if they get Ayuk and Samuel back, they can have a chance. Yeah. So. Basically, Zach Ertz is still on IR right now, but if he comes back at some point, then I think that the Eagles will be in good shape down the stretch. Yeah, I think so, Just too. because, you know, 
Zach Ertz is a very valuable asset to that offense along with Carson Wentz. But I heard, I kind of saw a video this morning before I, I went there with you. Brett Favre been just because Nick Foles is, doesn't even last long. But Carson Wentz is their guy going forward still, despite his struggles this year. Uh-huh. If you, if you know what I mean, just because I think Carson Wentz is still the better quarterback in the NFC East. Yep. Then Dak Prescott. I like Dak Prescott, but I think Wentz is the better QB. Yeah. In in the NFC, it's just because he can throw the ball at ease, but really, if he doesn't have his receivers healthy, then I think that this really kind of decreases his confidence level. Yeah, I think so too. That's why I think the Eagles need to add, need to strengthen their receiving depth for Wentz. Uh-huh. Just because... I feel like that there's some pieces that they they can move on from, like Deshaun Jackson. I don't think they need him just because he's old. I feel like the Eagles need to draft more receivers for Wentz. Yeah. So, with that being said, let's talk about Thursday Night Football for Week 10. So, this is a matchup I am very excited about. I'm looking forward to this matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. So, I think that both teams are – going to be in for a primetime game i think this is a this is a game that will determine who wins the afc south as you know i picked the tennessee titans and you were kind of wrong about the houston texans i was right about the houston texans not winning the division again just because they have a lot of problems on both the offensive side of the ball and both the defensive side of the ball but both teams the colts and the titans are teams that really are great on both sides of the ball like the colts have deeper deeper like depth at receiver and tight end. Phillip Rivers has been tremendous in their transition at quarterback and to find that successor to Andrew Luck. He's like that short-term guy, but really on the Titans side, Ryan Tannehill has been a fit for the Tennessee Titans. I think he's now their franchise quarterback, if you look at it, just because the Titans have really given him a lot of weapons. So, really, I, I picked the Tennessee Titans to win this game. Yeah, I, yeah, you, you were definitely right about the Titans being the team to beat this year. I was really wrong about Houston, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a great game. And I think that, um, you know, the Colts seem to be just like one piece away. You know, they have Phillip Rivers as their quarterback, but just seems like they need a different guy in there to really take this team to the next level in the playoffs. Uh, the Colts could very well be a playoff team, though. And, they are. I mean, you know. they, they have a they have a talented roster. This is the deepest roster I've ever seen, and they have the best offensive line in football. And I really think that this is going to come down to who's going to make a stop defensively. Will it be the Titans' defense? The Titans' defense is very good. The Colts' defense, they are very good too. Yeah, I think it's it could very well come down to that uh, who makes that stop. So we'll see. I think Tennessee wins this game. I think so too, just because you know Tennessee. Tennessee. Here's the thing with the Colts' defense. They're right now the Colts are number one in in defense right now. And can, will that defense be enough to stop Derrick Henry? And I know what it's like to face Derrick Henry for an opposing defense. It's because you can't. If you don't stop Derrick Henry more than tw- more than more than ten times in a game, then the game's over. Uh huh. 
that's 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 my thought on if you face Derrick Henry. Yep. Just because he's a truck on that uh, on the field. Yeah. So that's he why I think is. the Colts defense might not have a solution to stop Derrick Henry and his game changing ability on the ground because really the Titans are a run first offense. Uh huh. And we all know that just because that's what like that's what Mike Vrabel likes in. In, in his offense, his ground and pound offense, a little bit of passing the ball, but his defense is hard nosed. Yeah, absolutely. My Sunday night football pick: the Patriots came off a big win last week. Last Sunday, the Ravens had a big win too. Twenty-four to ten. I think the Colts defense just didn't have an answer for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they. Uh... You know, they, they looked pretty good there. Um, this was uh, – you're talking about this week's game? Yes, between Sunday Night Football, between the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens. The yeah, Harvard-Belichick rivalry is renewed on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think, the, I, think the, I think the Ravens win this game. Um, just I can't have any faith in the Patriots to – to win a lot of games right now at this point. But um, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to want to go in there and make a statement that they're back in that, that game against um, uh, the Steelers, you know, is in the rear view mirror and they're, they're going to come out firing on all cylinders. I think they're still in the, in the thick of things in the AFC North, because I originally predicted the Baltimore Ravens to win that division, but they still have a very, they still have a very good shot at winning this division. Oh, yeah. Just because even though the Steelers are undefeated, I still think the Steelers are going to make the playoff regardless. Both the Steelers and Ravens will be in there regardless who wins that division or not. But if the Steelers are the better team, then the Steelers are the better team this year just because of Roethlisberger's comeback story. Yep. But really, I'm gonna, to be honest, the better quarterback in that division in the AFC North, I got to pick Lamar Jackson. Yeah, for sure. Just because even though he needs to work on his – passing ability he his running ability really makes opposing defenses looks look messed up yeah i think so too i think he's the best quarterback i think joe burrow is not that far behind though uh and then you have i think baker, baker. and and baker mayfield is starting to get better which i see yeah so so i picked the patriots to beat the ravens by three if i'm wrong right i'm right and if i'm wrong then I would not be shocked if Baltimore just came into Foxborough to beat the Patriots. Yep. Just because they're the better team than New England, both offensively and defensively, because the Ravens really went for it defensively when they got Yamini. That's really made – that's paid dividends for that defense. If you know what I mean. Yep. And I'm also talking about, like, the secondary, too, is also not that bad, too, for Baltimore. You know, right? I agree. Yeah. The next game we're going to talk about is my Monday night football pick. So, I was going to pick the Bears in this game, but I thought overnight, and I'm like, you know what? The Bears did the Bears did not give up against the Tennessee Titans, but they're a team that still is overrated. I mean, I but really the Bears just continue to have offensive problems. Is I I continue to ask myself is for the answer starting quarterback. He isn't a 
but you just can't count on him at times, you know? Yeah, and they'll be the Bears will be playing the Vikings on Monday Night Football. So that's the question I have about Nick Foles heading in to the game on Monday night since the game's in Chicago. And my and then the questions I have for the Vikings is can Kirk Cousins continue to roll and think- show that the Vikings are still in it despite an ugly start to the season. I think they are, and I think I'm going to predict them to beat the Bears in, at Soldier Field on Monday Night Football. I predict the same. I'm with you on that. I was I was going to pick the Chicago Bears just because Nick Foles can get them over the top, but really he does. The Bears are just an overrated team. You know uh-huh. what keeps them in the games is their defense, but they need to get their offense is just hit and miss. Uh huh. That's why I'm not confident in the Chicago Bears heading into their game on Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, they're going to put up a fight. I mean, Nick Foles is going to keep them into the game. But I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I think they're going to be a game within 500. And I really think that the Vikings season is just getting back on track. Yep. Yeah, the Vikings are going to make a little run here, I think. I think so. I, I had a lot of doubts about them when they started the season in a bad note. Just because the first part of the season – their schedule was tough. Yep. It was a tough schedule for them, but I really think it gets easier down the stretch. Yeah. But I didn't even think they would beat Green Bay a week ago. Who would have? Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even think so. Just because just because I felt like Aaron Rodgers was the better quarterback. But really, if you have to if you give the ball to Dalvin Cook a lot of times, then that Packers defense didn't have an answer. So there it goes. Yep. Really, the Packers just gave the Vikings that win just so that the Vikings can save their season. And yeah, they did so. Yeah. That's why I thought the Packers lost this game on purpose. So they should not not have that win. So let's talk about locks and upsets of Week 10. So my lock of the week, speaking of the Packers, I have them beating Jacksonville. That's my lock of the week. There's no excuses for Green Bay. To, to not beat Jacksonville. Right, yeah, they uh, – yeah, this is – yeah, that's going to be a blowout, I think. I'm I think with... it's a blowout. Yeah, that has Houston, – But really, Houston won that game. But are the is the Jaguars' defense ready to, uh, to uh, pressure Aaron Rodgers? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, that's uh... – it's going to just be a tough game for uh, Jacksonville. Packers win big. They are going to win very big. They are six and two. They could be seven and two in their in their next game because last week Green Bay won against San Francisco and Aaron, and they did get revenge against the short-handed 49ers team from those losses last year. And Jacksonville, on the other hand, they put up a fight. But I think at this point they're going to be tanking for Justin Fields. Yep who I think is going to be a number two pick in the NFL draft with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's probably a good prediction. Yeah. And my upset special of the week, I have the LA Rams beating the Seattle Seahawks at SoFi Stadium. And I think that this NFC West is going to be quite interesting. Yeah. What do you think? I think, yeah, that would be, that'll be very interesting for sure. That's why I have the Rams winning big at SoFi against Seattle, just because the Seahawks, I mean, here's the thing. I think the Rams' offense is going to take advantage of the Seattle's uh, the Seattle's bad defense because they can't stop the run. They, they, I mean, 
they can they're a good passing defensive team just because they have Jamal Adams. But really, here's the thing. My theory is that you don't count out Russell Wilson. That's correct. That's why I just think that's what I say. Like, that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna say the Seattle Seahawks are gonna get blown out just because I I don't predict them winning that that week. I'm not going to underestimate Russell Wilson and not count him out. And if the Seahawks win this game, it's because of Russell Wilson's late game heroics. I like that. I think you have a good point there. What about you? Who do you, who's your upset special? Do you have LA Rams over the Seattle Seahawks? So I do, but I'm going to go with a different one because you picked that one. I'm going to go with the LA Chargers over the Miami Dolphins. Whoa, that's going to be very, very hard just because Herbert is the real deal. It's not his fault for why the Chargers have been collapsing lately. Right. And, you know, this, this is going to be a great game. I think this is going to be a fun one. You know, last week it was Tua versus Kyler Murray. I thought that was a really fun game. It's going to be Herbert versus Tua, and that's going to be a really fun game to watch. I can't wait to watch that one. That's at 105 p.m. on CBS. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. But I have – but I actually have – I actually have the Chargers winning this game just because, you know – I like Justin Herbert. They need a win, but I would not be shocked if my boy Brian Flores and the Dolphins get another one just because, you know, Brian Flores, my guy, my boy Brian Flores is doing great things in Miami. I knew he was the right coach for Miami, not just to take a disadvantage from the Patriots and Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's learned from Belichick. And I really think that he's the right coach for Miami. But I actually have the Chargers winning that game. But, and you have the Rams beating the Seahawks too. Yes, I do. Yeah. And you have the Packers beating Jacksonville. Yep. Now let's talk about the rest of our week 10 fix. So let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play, I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game still just because their offense can still do stuff with Rudolph just because he can throw the ball to Claypool, give the ball to James Conner and Juju and James Washington and Ebron and McDonald. If McDonald and Roethlisberger play, I think this the Steelers will win the game. But I think regardless if Big, if Big Ben doesn't play, I still think the Steelers will come out on top against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I think the Steelers are still have a better team than the Bengals, although I think Burrow could definitely make some really big plays in this game. He will. But really, the Steelers' defense is, is nasty, is mad. That's what I think. Absolutely. The next game we're going to talk about is we're going to stay in Pennsylvania. There's two Pennsylvania teams that are playing this week. The Philadelphia Eagles again take on the New York football Giants for a second time. And this time the game will be in the Meadowlands. So the Giants last week came off a big win against the Washington football team. Philadelphia is off a bye week. And they're looking to kind of start having a good run down the stretch and hopefully they get Zach Ertz back. So I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles to win this game. There's no excuses for them to beat the Giants again. Yeah, I um, I think that the Eagles win this game and the Eagles might be able to go on a little run here. Yeah, it looks like think? it just because, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, they had, a, they had a bye week last week. I really thought that they used this bye week very wisely to get on a run, but really their record, they could have been 12. Their record they could have finished the season 12 and 4, 3 and 4 and 1. That's what I'm saying. The Eagles record is better than it is right now. Yep. If you look at it. There's yeah, no I agree. Way 
three and one in my in my opinion. In my uh-huh. books. Just because right. the football team with Dallas, but oh no. They have to be in this position. Yep, I agree. So Dallas is good when Prescott is healthy, but really speaking to the Cowboys, we'll we'll talk about them because they have a bye week and they really need work. Yeah, for sure. I kind of overhyped them before the season began just because they they drafted so well and I felt like that they were the best team in that division. But really, I still think the Eagles are the better team in the NFC East. Yeah, I think so. So I think the Eagles beat the Giants in a big way. All right. Now let's talk about the Washington football team taking on your hometown and your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. So last week, the Detroit Lions, they got gassed by the Minnesota Vikings. But the Washington football team nearly pulled off an improbable win against the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. So so what do you think the Lions need to do to get back to playing 500 football and for them to go four and five? What What do they need to do for them to still be alive for the playoffs? Yeah, I think... The uh, well, the Lions have to. Um, I mean, obviously, they, they got to play better defense, uh, and they got to um, close out some of these games, you know, they got to take care of business against teams like the, the Washington football team. So, um, they got to start with that win, get a win this week, and build on it from there, and hopefully get some momentum going into Thanksgiving. Yes, their Thanksgiving game against Houston. I don't know, I, I'm gonna still watch that game, but really. I don't know who I have winning that game. We'll talk about that game when it gets closer to Thanksgiving. But really, I'm going to say here I'm going to pick the Detroit Lions to win big against the Washington football team just because I think Matthew Stafford's going to clear concussion protocol, and I think he's going to be ready to go. Yeah, I think so too. And I hope. And if that happens, I think they're going to win. But they do have a good backup quarterback in Chase Daniel, though. Yeah, he's pretty good, and if uh, he's practicing with the first team this week, I'm sure, so he'll be ready. Do you think with the Lions, if they if they start if they have a good stretch run, if they go seven to nine, do you think Matt Patricia's safe in Detroit? Uh, no, I think he probably needs to get to the playoffs this year. I think it's it's going to be tough for him to stay if he's seven to nine. Why are you say are you saying that? Is it because the Lions ownership expects higher and more from the Lions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you know if. They could very well finish last in the division, even with a seven and nine record. You know, so what you're saying is that uh, just because what if the Lions go seven and nine or eight and eight? Is that in, is that enough to keep Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn in Detroit? Yeah, I don't know much about Bob Quinn what they'll do, but eight and eight, like that's probably gonna get him fired too. I mean, he probably needs, like at the very least, I think he needs a winning record. You know, so they're gonna have to really tear it up here at the end. But I, I just um, think we'll see. Though I just think the. I just think that the Ford family is not messing around with this Detroit Lions team right now. They expect more. Yeah. And if they don't, and if they go seven to nine, you're saying, I think they might move in a new direction. Yeah. Which I think could be in the best interest. And they, they couldn't, they could get a, they could still go with a Like say, for example, if the Lions fire Patricia, they need to fight. They need to hire a defensive-minded coach and get an offensive coordinator that can really help Matthew Stafford play to his strengths. Yeah. The next game we're going to talk about is Houston Texans are taking on the Cleveland Browns. So 
Romeo Cornell is going to coach against the team that he was a head coach for. So the Texans have to against Jacksonville. The rest just not played well at all. But the Cleveland Browns, on the other hand, are five and three, and they're looking to uh, bounce back after a tough loss against the Las Vegas Raiders, which I think they will. I think they're going to go six and three. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to win big this time. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think Cleveland wins going away. So you think? But here's the thing: don't count out to Sean Watson though. Right? Yeah, I mean he, he could put up a good fight. He's an exciting quarterback. But yeah, I think I think the Browns get the win. They are going to win big. I mean Baker is the better quarterback than uh, than Deshaun Watson. But I think whoever the next head coach of the Texans is, because I don't think Romeo Cornell is going to be their answer. I'm going to predict that Eric Bieniemy is going to be the next head coach. He's my early favorite to take over the Houston Texans head coaching job, just because he can really help Deshaun Watson play to his strengths. Uh-huh. And you know well, how that could be pretty good, yeah. You know how he helped Mahomes out in Kansas City? I really think he can come to into Houston and fix that problem with, with the Texans and help Deshaun Watson in that offense, and then he can hire a defensive coordinator that can really, really build around J.J. Watt, who I don't see the Texans getting rid of. Yeah. And Watson, too. I, I see those two being big parts of the Houston Texans for a long time. But I really think that they need – there's areas that I really think they need to work on in the offseason. Yeah. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Carolina Panthers. So let's start with the Buccaneers. That was a game that the Buccaneers should have not gotten blown out of. Yeah, that was a bad, bad performance by Tampa Bay. That was for sure. Uh, I mean, Brady was – they didn't seem like they have a game plan. Like, they were just throwing the ball out any which way, you know, and just – they had five three and outs to start the game. That's incredible. The thing with and the then, Saints uh, is their, def- their run defense is very, very good. Uh-huh. But the, but the Saints have a good offense, though. But really, the Saints defense is going to help you win games. That's That Saints defense is better than Tampa Bay's defense, but – the thing with that is I would have – I just thought that Bruce Aarons should have came up with an even better game plan. Instead of running the ball first, I would, I think he would have wanted to pass the ball a lot more. Yeah. That's why I think that the Buccaneers just didn't even come prepared. I mean, they'll learn from it. I mean, Bruce – it was a mistake for Bruce Aarons to not come up with an effective game plan. Yeah, that's right. That's why I think the Buccaneers just were blank. Yep. But on the other side – the Carolina Panthers played very, very well in the loss against Kansas City. But they might not have Christian McCaffrey ready for this game. But I would hope – but if he is ready, expect a classic battle. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's – I think that it'll be a, a tough fight. But I think I think Tampa Bay bounces back. Yeah, I mean, I think they bounce back in a big way. But really, this is going to be both – I think this game is going to come down to which offense is going to, which offense is going to come down is going to show up later in the game. Is it going to be Tuddy Bridgewater in Carolina or is it going to be Brady in Tampa Bay? Right. So you think, but because I really think Matt Rule's done a good job despite the Panthers being three and six, but I really think that their schedule is going to get a lot tougher down the stretch. But I really think the Panthers are going to put up a very good fight down the stretch. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think though that uh, I think Tampa Bay gets them this week. I think it's going to be a win for the Buccaneers, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, because I'm not going to say they're gonna, the Panthers are going to get blown up. I think Matt Rule 
has done a good job in his first year as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I really like what he's doing in Carolina right now. And I think he's, uh-huh. he's the right coach to, to take over for Ron Rivera in Carolina. Yep, I think so too. I really, I really think that this Panthers team is so much fun to watch. But I really think that uh, it's going to depend on if Christian McCaffrey is going to be available on Sunday because he got hurt again. And I don't think the Panthers would have would want to afford to lose him. Right. Yep. Just because I like how uh, Mike Davis has stepped up. And I really think the Panthers receivers have been really a strength for them with Bridgewater. I think so, too. So the next game we'll talk about, I mean, we talked to you. You wanted the Chargers to upset the Dolphins. But really, let's talk about. Let's start with the Dolphins first. So, Tua Tagovailoa is 2-0, and and you know how excited I am about him in the NFL, and you know how I love Alabama players. And I really think out of I think he's going to have a good NFL career, which I really think he will. Yeah, I think so too. So, last week, they played hard against the Arizona Cardinals. I really think the Arizona Cardinals are a good football but the Miami Dolphins are just starting to get up there. Nobody thought they would be 5-3. and three. Just because... I really think that this team was going to just gradually rebuild, but I really think that their rebuild's way ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, good to see it. I, I'm glad to see that they're they're putting up a big fight this season. The thing is, do you think the Miami Dolphins can really go neck and neck with Buffalo Bills in the AFC East next year? That's the question that we would like to know. Right, right, yeah, I think. Which which team you say? The Miami Dolphins. Can they? Can them? Can both the Dolphins and Bills go back and forth for first place next year? When it comes to when the Dolphins construct their roster for next year, just because they have three first round picks, and I think that they're going to build around Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, I think so too. Um, they're going to be a great team uh, for a while i think so i think that they have a lot of buy-in in miami now and they just they look good it's going to be dolphins bills for the next couple of years i think battling it out yes but who's the better team in that division i'd probably say it's buffalo right now yeah i think i'm, I'm yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with buffalo um just because tua is it's a little bit too early to gauge what he can do whereas we have a bigger portfolio of work on um on josh allen and um and, but they both had big wins, good wins last week with Buffalo knocking off Seattle in Buffalo and then Miami going to Arizona and getting a tough win there. So Yeah, both teams are heading in the right direction. But New England is still going through some growing pains, as you said. But the Jets, like I said, I don't even see them winning a game this year. I'll right, say that. yeah. Yeah. I really think Adam Gase is going to get fired. Yeah. And come Black Monday. Come January 4th, when it's Black Monday in the NFL, he's going to get the boot from Jets ownership. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think whoever the new head coach is, they're going to move on from Sam Darnold. Yeah. Just because Trevor Lawrence is coming in, and I think that that next head coach is going to want his own guy. Yeah, for you sure. Know how, you know, here's an example of it. Steve Wilkes was fired from the Arizona Cardinals after one year, and then they brought in Cliff Kingsbury. You know what he did? Moved on from Josh Rosen, yeah, just because he wanted his own guy in Kyler Murray, and that worked. That worked out pretty well. Uh huh. That's. <clears> I'm just giving you an example of that. You know. Yep. So the Jets don't have a game this week. I'm just looking at their schedule right now. So the Jets have a bye week this week, if I'm right. So. 
No, uh-huh. jet, no Jets this week. So the next game the Jets play, I really predict that's going to be another loss. Everybody's going to beat them this year. And if I'm right, I'm right. And if they get one win, then I would, I would say, you know what? I was wrong. I feel like that the Jets are just – the Jets can't be underestimated in every single game. Yeah, I agree. That's why I think that I just – right now, I just don't see the Jets winning at all. Yep. I think they could go 0-16. They'll join the fraternity, the brotherhood of 0-16 teams, along with the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns. We'll have to save that subject for another time. We're going to talk about who will win between the 8 Lions versus the 2020 Jets. Yeah. And the 2016 Browns, was it? The 2016 yeah, Browns? The 27, the 2016, the 2017 Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Because, a pillow fight. It'd be a big old pillow fight between those teams. Yeah. So, so we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about that at a different time. So the next game we're going to talk about is Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos taking on Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. So let's start with Denver. They came, They put up a good fight against Atlanta. They Atlanta almost choked again. Yeah. And we thought that Atlanta would blow out Denver just because. Just because they thought that, oh, Drew Locke can't do this. Drew Locke can't do that. But you know what? I think it was the Falcons' defense that held on. Yep, I think so. I mean, the Falcons can have a little run here at the end. I mean, they're not going to leapfrog New Orleans or Tampa Bay, but they might get some wins here. They might, but I really, I just I just think Carolina's the better team in, than Atlanta. Yeah. So, so I think, I think that – I think that the Denver – I think Drew Locke – it just shows you. With Drew Locke nearly almost pulling another improbable comeback, this shows you. Drew Locke is Denver's quarterback of the future. Yeah, I I think that you know he's been really good in the fourth quarter. He needs to get better the other three quarters, but he's a good fourth quarter quarterback, so I, I guess they'll take that now. Yeah, it's part of his development, but I really think that Drew Locke's going to continue to grow and get better as the seasons goes on. And I really think John Elway has found his long-term quarterback. Yeah. Don't you think? Yep. That's what I think about John Elway. I, 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 I praise John Elway for, uh, for drafting Drew Locke, just because I really think John Elway could really teach Drew Locke some tricks. Yeah. Just because he was Denver's elite quarterback. I really think he can pass the torch to Drew Locke. Don't you think? I think so, too, yeah. So, let's talk about the Falcons. So, another near-blown lead, and this tells you how bad Atlanta is. Uh, their their offense is very good on paper. I'll tell you that. Their offense is not the problem. It's their defense that can't really close out games. Yeah. So, heading into next – so, well, the Falcons have a bye week, and they have a lot to work on, uh-huh. if you know what I mean, with the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Yeah. Yep. So I, I mean, they're a team that is good offensively on paper, but really the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons are just, the Atlanta Falcons are just nowhere. But I still believe yeah, in they, Matt Ryan. I don't, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to get traded. Oh, okay. I think him and Julio Jones are still part of their rebuild. Yeah. Whoever the new coach is. If you look at it, I'm talking about, I'm starting with the Broncos, but now let's shift to the Raiders. So the Raiders, they got lucky. I got to say they just got lucky. They could have lost this game, but I really think that the Raiders, 
that incomplete pass really kind of gave the Raiders mojo. Yeah. So I'm going to say the Las Vegas Raiders win big, but I think it's going to be another close game because I'm not going to count out Drew Locke. Yep, I think so too. So I really think this is going to be a good football game between the Raiders and the Broncos. And I think the yeah, Raiders will go 6-3, sure. and three, and I think the Broncos will go 3-6. and six. Uh-huh. The next game I'm going to talk about is, oh, this is a game I can't wait to see. The Buffalo Bills taking on three and the Cardinals. So the Bills are 7-2 and two coming into the desert. And the Arizona Cardinals to win this game. Yep, I think uh, I this is going to be a close one. I'm going with the Cardinals as well. This is going to be a fun one, though, in the desert. Uh, between Another Josh fun Allen one and... because you got Josh Allen against Kyler Murray. They're both running quarterbacks. Yep. And I think both offenses are going to play very good football. But I really think that their defense – I think it's going to come down to which offense is going to show up in the fourth quarter like last week. It's going to be similar to yeah. what the Cardinals and Dolphins did last week. Yep, I agree. The next game I want to talk about is the 49ers taking on the New Orleans Saints. So this game in particular right here, I think the 49ers are going to make it competitive. But I'm going to say the Saints win in this game. Like I said, I was right about the Saints being the better team in the NFC South over Tampa Bay. Yep, I um, I think so too. I think that the Saints, this is my lock of the week actually, Saints over 49ers. I think that they're going to get a big win here. 49ers are still reeling with injuries. Um, you know, it looks like they're going to be fading down the stretch here. And New Orleans looks so good at Tampa. You got to just lock them in for a win, I think. Let's talk about teams on the bye week. So let's talk about the Jets. So they have a bye week this week. So their schedule just doesn't even favor them for a win. You all know that. Yeah. So the, the next game they play is the Jets will take on the Chargers. And I see the Chargers winning that game. And we'll talk about that game next week. Uh-huh. The Chiefs have a bye week, and I can't wait to see them play against the Raiders. So I'm kind of leaning towards the Raiders beating the Chiefs again in Vegas. Oh, wow. That's what I think. That's, that's next week, though, yeah, right? Yeah, talking about teams on bye weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the Raiders play uh, Denver. Denver, yeah, the Raiders are going to win that game. And then I the think. Cowboys have a bye week this week, too. And I'm going to, and there's questions I have for them, too. When will Andy Dalton come back? And if he does come back, Will the Cowboys make a run? Yeah. We'll have to see about that. Um, I think that they're not going to make a run. But They play the Vikings next weekend. Is it possible yeah. to beat them? I'm going to say no at this point. I think with the Vikings in that game, yeah. And then I'm talking about the Falcons. So the next the, – the Falcons have a bye week too, and then they play the Saints. I think this is going to be a hard-fought football game between the Falcons and Saints. That That's an intense rivalry. Yeah. So, but I still think the Saints will beat the Falcons at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, though. Okay. So, yeah. that's teams on the bye week. So, let's talk about some news around the NBA. We got breaking news here. We have the draft next week. We'll talk about our mock draft next week. And we'll also talk about some free agents going where for the NBA. Yeah. So, Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about uh, your. So you th- you said last week that the uh, 
you said last week that the Rockets should have hired somebody with experience, but do you think Steve Silas can do can really do a good job coaching this team? Well, yeah, I think he could. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, you got to uh, – I mean, he has he has a lot of good players on that Very team, good so. players, especially. But it's also a tough, tough conference to play in. I think Houston's going to be a good basketball team heading into next year. But are they going to be in the top five or four? I think they'll be in that area. Yeah. So let's talk about the draft. So let's talk about the favorite to be the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft. I'm going to go with – I would go with James Edwards, but I would say James Edwards, but I might I might change my mind because I really think LaMelo Ball could be the number one pick in the draft. I would go with LaMelo Ball. What do you think? Do you think LaMelo Ball can really help the Minnesota Timberwolves if he is drafted, like with D'Angelo Russell, and he can really be a guy that can – throw those lob passes to Carl Anthony Towns, who the T-Wolves are building their team around? He would be a good fit there for sure. Um, I heard the Pistons are also interested in LaMelo Ball. Yeah, your hometown Detroit Pistons. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think he'd be a good fit in Minnesota for sure. Oh, of course. But let's also talk about which team will benefit from a head head coaching change. And let's talk about first the New Orleans Pelicans, if they can benefit – with a coaching change in Stan Van Gundy. Do you how well do you think Stan Van Gundy is going to do with the Pelicans? I really think he's going to do a decent job with the Pelicans. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. Um I mean, he's had some decent stints as a coach before, so I think he can uh he can definitely you knew take him, him to the You knew him cuz he coached your Pistons and that did not work out. No, that didn't. No. He but the Pistons, though, were in such disarray. It was it would have been really tough for anyone, I think, to succeed there. So I think you know with, he has a really good core group of guys in New Orleans. So uh, it should be a good good fit. Here's the thing: I think what he, I think he's gonna. What I really am intrigued about what Stan Van Gundy is gonna do in uh, in New Orleans is I really think I really think he's gonna really help uh, Zion Williamson develop into an elite player. Yeah, I think so too. I really can't I think wait he's to gonna see be really how good. they work together. But I think uh-huh. I think uh, Stan is very excited to work with uh, what you might call this with Zion Williamson. Yeah, but I also the, I agree. Brandon Ingram's going to stay there. I really think he's going to have a lot of good players to work with. Yeah, but I'm not sure if. But I heard that Stan Van Gundy doesn't see a set position. For Zion Williams, Zion Williamson, I kind of think he's a four, and then you get a center. Yeah, I think so too. That's a good analysis. That's why I think that Stan Van Gundy might be a little creative with Zion. He might put him at center at times if they want to go small ball at times during their games. But I really think that uh, the Pelicans are definitely in a, in good hands with Stan Van Gundy. But also, what are your thoughts on the the NBA starting the seventy two game season? Are you excited for the December twenty second start? And we'll talk. Let's also talk about uh, talk about which Christmas Day games we would like to see. Yeah, I would. Um, I mean, I think I think you you might want to see um, maybe Lakers Clippers again. Oh, that would be awesome on Christmas Day. Yeah. What about I this think, matchup uh, on Christmas Day? What about the Warriors and the Rockets? Or or Warriors Nets. Ooh, that would be so much fun. Kyrie, yeah. KD, Steve Nash versus Steve Kerr. Yeah. So I'm 
Clay Thompson and uh, stuff, you know, and just it'd be great. Yeah. So, so basically, now those are some possible Christmas day games. What about Heat Bucks? Um, on Christmas. Yeah, day? I think. Yep, I think um, I think that there's uh, I think that'd be a pretty good one as well. Yeah. So free agency starts on November twenty second, which is next week. So next Sunday, we'll we'll have to talk about now which free agents, which top free agents will go. So I'm gonna say that this is an obvious one. Anthony Davis stays with the Lakers. Yes, I think I agree. That's what I think. I think he stays with the Lakers on a big contract. I think he's going to get a max contract with the Lakers. Yeah. Because I really think he loves it here, and I really think that uh, he's a top free agent that I really think that's going to stay a Laker. Yeah, I agree. What about Carmelo Anthony? Do you think he stays in Portland? Uh, no, I think he's. I think he, he's, he might go somewhere else or retire. Why do you think he might go somewhere else or retire? I think it just, I mean, Portland is just, he, if he goes anywhere, he might try to go to like a contender. Portland just not there yet, you know, and see if he can get a ring. Um, so I just think that would probably mean he might go somewhere else. This free agent class is not very, not very deep this year. No, no. So that's why I'm asking, which the only free, big, big ticket free agent that I see staying is Anthony Davis with the Lakers. Yeah. So let's talk yep. about here's a question that we have. Do you see a big trade happening before the season begins? Um yeah, I I think there will be, but I don't know where it's gonna come from. What do you see happening? Maybe the honest could if the Bucks trade Giannis, it might be to Miami, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Ooh, that'd be a big one. Like for if sure. the if the Heat get Giannis then I think the Heat are, are going to be a top three team in the Eastern Conference. This Eastern Conference is getting good. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some other questions in the offseason. So my question for you, for you is how will Ty Lue make an impact in his first season as the, next, as the head coach of the Clippers? So he hired Chauncey Billups already as one of his assistants. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's a great hire. I think Chauncey is going to bring a lot of good experience and, and to that role. And he and Ty Lue, I think, are going to work really well together. So do you think Ty Lue can take the Clippers to the Western Conference Finals? Uh, yes, I think he can. Because that's what Doc Rivers could not do. Yep, and that was the goal. The goal is to win a championship, but. Obviously, yeah, they got get out of the second round. They, they choked against Denver. So another question is: Can you see James Harden getting traded to Philadelphia and reuniting with Daryl Morey? Yes, I think so. I'm going to say no, just because Steve Silas said that James Harden is their guy, and they want to they they want to keep him in Houston, even though Daryl Morey is with uh, Philadelphia. Oh, okay. But why do you think right. James Harden might want to go to Philadelphia? I mean, if he doesn't like the coach that they're bringing in or the philosophy, you know, so he might want to push his way out of Houston at that point. So you mean he could play for doc rivers in Philadelphia. If the Sixers yeah. pull off a big trade, just because the Sixers need a, another star to compliment Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yep. And then let's also talk about here. Some questions on the Philadelphia 76ers. Can you see the Sixers trading Tobias Harris and uh, Al Horford? Cause I, 
Vince told me that their contracts are very bad. Yeah, they are. And they and I think they could really use that those pieces to take a salary dump and then get get stars. Just because Doc Rivers can can coach a super team, just because you know how he coached Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard in Clipperland, and then he coached KD and Paul Pierce. No, KG and Paul uh-huh. Pierce and uh, Ray Allen. Yeah. In uh, Boston and now in Philadelphia. I think Doc Rivers can can I think Doc Rivers is excited to coach Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Uh-huh. But I think trading Tobias Harris and Al Horford will really, really pay dividends. Yep. So that's the question we have for the Philadelphia 76ers. But here's some Laker free agent questions that we want to think see here. Do you think the Lakers will keep Dwight Howard and Rajon Rondo? Uh Yes, I think they'll keep both. What about Javal McGee? Uh, maybe not. He, yeah, I mean, you don't really need him just because the Lakers could really use their money to bring again, who I'd love yep. to see back. Wouldn't you want to see Boogie Cousins back to the Lakers? Yeah. Or what about uh, Keith Smith? Can you say it again? What about the Lakers keeping J.R. Smith? Uh, let's see. Lakers keeping J.R. Smith. Um, probably not, but it's probably yeah, be, it's know. probably going to be because of LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Now let's talk about some MLB stuff. So yesterday we got rookies of the year. Kyle Lewis and Devin Williams are your AL and NL rookies of the year, and I really think that both of those guys on the Mariners and the Milwaukee Brewers are showing that they're the glimpse of the future. Yep, I think so too. So let's talk about some let's talk about some free agent predictions in this offseason. Let's start with Trevor Bauer. Where do you think he's he, he goes to? Do you think he stays with the Reds? Do you think he joins the Dodgers? Do you think he joins the Yankees? Or does he join the Angels? Uh who's sorry, I didn't catch the name. Who is Trevor the name? Bauer? Ooh, I think he joins the Angels. That would be a good, good addition to their starting rotation that's how much they need starting rotation help and trevor bauer would be a good would be a good fit for that rotation but they're also going to need one more starter though yep but you know they'll need one more no actually they have dylan bundy who's good but you can't count on him though to stop losing streaks because bundy can go deeper into baseball games yep and let's talk about jt realmuto do you think he stays with the Philadelphia Phillies or he signs elsewhere? I say I'm going to predict that Trevor Bauer goes to the Angels, and I predict JT Realmuto stays in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's going to stay. I think Joe Girardi has got that team on the right track. He has gotten that team on the right track, but they only need pitching help. But I think this—I think the Phillies need to get a starter. Yep. The next free agent I'm going to talk to you about is George Springer. Where do you think he goes? Do you think he stays with Houston or he goes to Toronto? I think he stays with Houston. I agree, 100%. I don't see Houston letting him go just because I really think they're going to keep their core together in Springer, Bregman, Correa, and Altuve. Mm-hmm. I really think the Astros are going to have the money to, to keep those guys around. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so too, yeah. What about Marcel Ozuna? Do you think he stays in Atlanta? Ooh, that's a close one. Um, yeah, I think he does. I think they're going in the right direction, and he's going to stay. He should stay there and be their starting left fielder. 
Just yep. because you know what an how an, he's an impact back, but his defense can really question me at times. Right. What about Marcus Simeon? Do you think he stays in Oakland or goes elsewhere? Uh, goes elsewhere. Why do you think he goes elsewhere and not stay in Oakland? Because they're not going to want to pay. You you think the A's don't want to pay their 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 top stars? Right. Or they are always cheap. Right. I think Marcus Simeon stays, but I really think eventually the A's are going to pay Matt Chapman and Matt Olson too. You know. Yeah. What was that? Yep, I agree. What about this name? I'm going to throw in Nelson Cruz. Stays in uh, stays in Minnesota, or you think he goes elsewhere? Um, he's he's going to stay in Minnesota, I think. Yeah, he's really a good fit for that for that uh, what you call this fit for their lineup with Rocco Baldelli, and I really think that he is just too good to leave, even though he's the ageless wonder in baseball right now. Yeah. That can still rake. Yep. What about DJ LeMayhew? Do you think he stays with the, the Yankees, or do you think he signs with another team? I think he's going to stay. Yeah, I don't know how long his contract will be. But there's a lot of free agents that I want to throw in. I'm talking about top free agents, you know. Yeah. What about Liam Hendricks? Uh, stays in Oakland? Sorry, you said what was the name, Lotro? It's Liam Hendricks. Yeah, I think he'll stay. He, yeah, he's like one of their best relievers. But what about guys like TD Gregorius? Do you think he stays with Girardi and Philly? Sorry, you broke up again, Laura. No, I was saying that who do you, do you think Didi Gregoria stays in Philadelphia? Um, yes, I think he does. What about this name right here, Masahiro Tanaka? Do you think he stays with the Yankees? Yes, I think he's going to stay. I really think he's one of their aces. Now that CeCe Sabathia retired and you got Garrett Cole, you got to keep Tanaka around in New York. Yep, for sure. What about this name, Marcus Staying with the Mets, or do you think you see him going to the Angels? He might go to the Angels. Uh, new ownership, I don't know what they're going to do with the Mets, but Steve Cohen's going to go Angels. for it, I think. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they want to keep him around just because Noah Syndergaard's coming back, and you know they have other options at, st- at the starting rotation position. You know. Mm-hmm. And what about James Paxton? Do you think he stays with the Yankees? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, so I'm just talking about some top free agents out there. So I predict James Paxton will stay with the Yankees. I think Marcus Stroman stays home at the Mets. And I predict DJ LeMahieu, like you, stays with the Yankees. Liam Hendricks, I think, will stay with the uh, A's. I think DD stays in Philly. But the only free agent that I think is going to leave is Trevor Bauer from the Reds to the Angels. Yeah. That's what I think. Yep. So let's talk about uh, – Let's also talk about the Dodgers. So, so basically, today the manager of the year thing has been is going to be announced today. So, I really think Kevin Cash is going to win this mm-hmm. for NL man for AL manager of the year and the NL manager of the year. I really think David Ross will just because of how impactful he was in his first year managing the Chicago Cubs. And when the when the one hundred sixty two game season happens. I can't wait to see the Dodgers play the Cubs and see David Ross go up against his old team and his former teammate and Dave Roberts. 
Uh-huh. What do you think? Yep, I think so too. So here is a question that we have for you about about this up for the for baseball. So you think so what are your thoughts on MLB completing the Justin Turner investigation? Well, I think, you know, they didn't want to make too big of a deal of it. It looks like he had the support of his teammates being out there for the celebration and he made a mistake, but he, he apologized for it. And I think it's, I think that's just the end of the story. Yeah. He deserved to be out there, but also we're going to ask this question many times. Do you think Justin Turner will resign with the Dodgers now that he's a free agent? I think they will bring him back, but it'll be a close one. You think he, I say it's a, I think he gets a three-year deal with the Dodgers. Yeah. But I don't see him leaving the Dodgers, though, just because he's like the heart of the team. Don't you think? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about here. So I'm going to get your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Alex Cora coming back to managing the Boston Red Sox? Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. But I guess he was I guess he's a good fit. He's done his time. He got fired for a year and, uh, you know, he's a proven winner, I guess. But. Um, knows the team. Uh, so, I mean, to me, the, the, it all made sense at the end, you know. The, it did make the Tigers sense. Tigers got hinged. Did you yeah. think that move made sense just because, you know, uh, Alex Cora is a proven winner? And I really think that – I'm not sure how the Red Sox are going to be with Cora now, but I really think they're going to be much better with his return. Right, right. He was just suspended for a year, so basically – I really think that in this time around, I really think he's going to learn, and I really think that he's going to bring Boston, Boston Red Sox back to contention. So let's talk about some in your in the division that you grew up with, the AL Central. Who, which manager, which veteran manager is going to have a bigger impact with their new ball clubs? AJ Hinch or Tony Larusa? Uh, I think it's going to be AJ Hinch. How well I think, do you yeah. think in his first year with the Detroit Tigers will he be? managing because the team that he used to play for in the Detroit Tigers. Um, I think that he's going to be a pretty good manager. I have, I have a lot of, I think he's, I think I have a lot of high hopes for him. I think it's a good hire. You think he's a good hire to replace Rod Gardenhire in Detroit? Yeah. The yep. thing with the Tigers is I'm, what players will he acquire? What are they going to do with Miguel Cabrera? What type of player, what, who's going to be the ace of that staff for Detroit? What, what offseason are the Tigers going to have? Yeah, I think um, I think they're going to make they're going to try to make some signings. I think they um, they're going to start getting better and better each year at this point forward. But who's your early favorite to win the American League Central? Is it the Cleveland Indians, the the uh, Chicago White Sox, or the Detroit Tigers, or the Minnesota Twins? It's going to be coming down to those four uh, teams. Yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be. Um, wait, say the question again. Who's the early favorite to win the American League Central in twenty in, in, in the twenty twenty one season? Is it the? Ooh, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Why do you still think it's going to be Minnesota? I think they have the best team so far, and I think you know, the White Sox need to prove it that they are the better team. Well, I like Baldelli; he's a good manager, but I really think Detroit's going to make strides with Hinch. Mm-hmm. So that's who I'm just I'm, I think I'm gonna agree with you on that. I think Minnesota's still the better team in that division. I think they're gonna win that yeah. division, but I really think Detroit, Cleveland, and and Chicago are gonna be in the fight. 
but Chicago still has to prove it. But I really think Tony LaRusso is gonna is gonna what you would call this? Tony LaRusso is gonna really help rebuild the White Sox again, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Just because he used to play there, and I really think he's won a World Series in Oakland and in St. Louis. I really think he can bring a World Series championship back to 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 the South Side of Chicago. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun season coming up for for baseball fans in Chicago right now. So right. Yeah. So do you think? Here's another Dodgers offseason question. How do you think? Uh, do you think David Price will make an impact in 2021? Yeah, I think um, I think he's going to make a big impact for the Dodgers. They're going to get better as a team. You think they're going to be a be- they're going to keep getting in better and better for a long time? Right. Yep. I think so. Do you think that you don't see them fading for a long time either? No, no, they're not. They're going to be going good. They're going to they're going to keep it going just because you know as you know. Here's the thing. Here's an NL West question. Do you think San Diego will continue to get better? Yes. Do you think they'll challenge the Dodgers in the NLS? I say that, but I think the Dodgers will end up winning the division by like three or four games next year, just because of how well, how good San Diego is. How yeah, I think Dodgers. Get. Yeah, Dodgers will still win. Yeah, but the Padres—they're an up-and-coming team. Yeah, but which team do you think in the NLS could get better? Colorado, Arizona, or San Francisco, or neither? Um, I think. Uh, I don't. I don't see other teams getting that much better. No, I think it's gonna be Dodgers and Padres. It's gonna be. I think the Dodgers Padres rivalry is gonna get intense. Yeah, for which sure. Which I like, but I think the Dodgers are the better team in the NL West, as you all know, and everybody knows that. Yep. So, so with that being said, uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about who who you think is gonna win. Uh, let's talk about this. Do you think Mookie Betts is gonna win the NL MVP come Thursday? Uh, he's going to be a contender for sure. I think he could do it. Do you yep. think he wins it? By yeah. By how many votes do you think he wins it over Freddie Freeman? Uh it's going to be close. Maybe like just a handful, like five or so. But he will win this race. Yeah. So, anyways, with that being said, let's talk about some other C- some CBA questions. Do you think the universal DH will be kept, and that the current CBA will get extended? Yes, to both. Yeah, I think they're going to keep the DH. It's time. What about the CBA? Because I heard that the current CBA doesn't expire until next year, and I really don't see Major League Baseball going through a lockout again just because we're going through a, right. a, a, a coronavirus pandemic. We don't know if there's going to be a healthy vaccine. Major League Rob Manford needs to figure that out now, and I know he will. Yeah. I can't imagine they would – Try to go on strike or whatever. Yeah, because 2020 was a shortened season, and I really feel like that Major League Baseball has a lot of ground to make up after after a shortened season. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, because I really can't wait to play 162 games again because I that's what I prefer, and I really think that uh, I just like to see how teams progress throughout that type of season. Uh huh. So, anyways, but you think the Dodgers will add some relievers? To help with their uh, what you call this, help with their repeat. Do you think the Dodgers are set with starting pitching and and their offense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think they're set. Yeah, yeah. So this is gonna we'll get to find out today who's gonna win Manager of the Year. So let's talk about. Do you think the NHL will start on New Year's Day? We can't wait to get some hockey back very soon. 
Right, right. So you think, but also in the hockey world, you know they were mourning the loss. If you watch Jeopardy, Alex Trebek was a big hockey fan. Yep. Yeah, he was. He was a Canadian. Yeah. Sad to see him go. Yeah. Well, after a long battle with uh, with can- with pancreatic cancer, and he uh, he continued to work as the host of Jeopardy, but that's going to be – no one's going to replace Alex Trebek, but eventually they're going to have to find his successor on Jeopardy, though. Yep, I think so. I wonder who it'll be. I think it could be Laura Coates from CNN. Oh yeah, it might be. I yeah. think she should do it. Or I'm gonna throw in. I'm gonna throw in another name. Maybe uh, the King's announcer, Alex Foss. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. Because he lives in LA, he can record in the morning and then call the Kings games at night. Because yeah. that's really a day job, though. Because when you watch Jeopardy on ABC, they show it at seven o'clock at night, but those shows are taped before then. Yep. So basically, they. They tape those shows during the day. Yep, I agree. So maybe Alex Faust, but I really think with with the NHL, let's talk about. Do you think the what do you think? Who do you think? Who do you think in the Pacific Division should win it? Who's your early pick to win the Pacific Division? Is it the Edmonton Oilers or the Vegas Golden Knights? I'm gonna go with Vegas again with Vegas. Yeah, they got. What about you? Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. I really think Edmonton can challenge them with okay. Connor McDavid. But really, this is going to be an interesting season. But really, I really think that uh, the Kings are going to be a fu- are going to be a fun, fun team to watch. Even though they're yeah. not going to be, they're not going to go anywhere this year. Yeah. So I really think that this is going to be an interesting off season and for. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun one for sure. Now let's talk about the MLS. So LA Galaxy, they uh, lost again. I mean, they lost to the Vancouver Whitecaps, but bye bye to their season. And now they're going to have to make a lot of changes in this off season, though. What do you think they need to do for the LA Galaxy to get back to get back to their uh, winning winning ways? Yeah, I mean, they need to do a lot. Um, what is, what so does it, it start with? What do you think it starts with? It, does it mean moving on from Shishirito? Yeah, I think so. Um, they'll have to uh, they'll have to move off of uh, uh, Chicharito for sure, and new coach, and uh, yeah, they have a lot of changes they got to do. There are so many changes that they got to do. So let's talk about uh, our playoff bracket predictions for the MLS Cup playoffs. So round one. Who do you got advancing to the conference final semis between Sporting Kansas City versus San Jose Earthquakes? I got Sporting KC. I I, I think Sporting KC is the better team. I think they're going to move on to the conference finals. Uh-huh. What about this matchup? The Colorado Rapids going up against the Minnesota United. That's going to be a tough one. That's a, uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota United, though. I'm with you. I think Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota United FC will play in the conference sem- conference semis. Uh huh. What about the bottom tier? What about FC Dallas versus Portland Timbers? Uh, I'm going to call uh, Portland Timbers here. Port- I'm with you, Portland Timbers. I mean, they they have a good player in Diego, not Diego Rossi from LAFC. It's a different Diego that's very very good. Uh huh. 
And what about this one? You're Los Angeles FC taking on Seattle Saunders FC. I pick LAFC to move on. I do too. I'm going with the upset here. That's the only upset I see because they could really make LA proud. That's why I really think they could make a little, a deep run here, you know? Yeah. Let's talk sure. about some playing games. Those are fun to see. Who do you like between the New England Revolution versus the Montreal Impact? And who and 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 uh, who do you think they'll play who in the play-in tournament? Who do you think they'll uh, play in the first the, round? Who are the two teams? It's New England and Montreal. Yeah, the New England Revolution and the uh, Montreal FC. I'm going to go with New England. I'm going with New England, too, because, you know, Robert Kraft owns – not only he owns the New England Patriots, he owns the New England Revolution. So I'm hoping that his soccer team gets it done Yeah. in the uh, in the eight versus nine matchup, and then they get to play – with the uh, Philadelphia Union. Yeah. And what about this game? Nashville, Nashville SC going up against Miami CF. I really think Nashville is going to play Toronto. Yeah, I think Nashville will win that game. Yeah. So let's talk about round one here for the Eastern side. I have the New England Revolution moving on to the conference semis. Uh, yeah, I have – Against Philadelphia? Yeah. Ooh, big upset there. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. They're a good team. But what about this? They're a good team, but just don't be shocked if they uh, if Philadelphia wins this one. What about this next matchup? Orlando City SC going up against New York City FC. I'm going to pick Orlando City to win, and they're going to play, in my scenario, the New England Revolution. Yeah, I think Orlando's going to win, too. They've had some good mojo this season, starting off with the uh, the bubble tournament. Yeah, with win. the uh, MLS's back tournament. They looked very yeah. good then. What about this next yep. game? The New York Red Bull, not the Red Bull drink. Again, Columbus Crew. Yeah, I'm going to go with Columbus Crew. I'm going with Columbus Crew, too. I think the Columbus Crew, they're a good soccer team. But I really think that this is going to be good here, but – uh, I, I I have the Toronto FC playing the Columbus crew, and they're going to beat Nashville. Yep, I think uh, I'm going to go with that too. Columbus crew advance. What about the conference finals? I have LAFC playing uh, Sporting Good, Sporting Good, Sporting KC. Yeah, this would be a tough one. I have to go with Sporting KC. I think that you know LAFC them they'll get one upset. I don't see them getting two upsets, but. I love Sporting KC. No, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about uh, what you might call this. Who's going to win between LA? I have LAFC moving on to the uh, conference finals and beating the Portland Timbers. Oh, okay. That's what I was talking about here. Okay, cool. And then and then I have Sporting KC moving on to the conference finals and beating uh, the Colorado Rapid. The uh, what you might call this? The, the the team Minnesota United. Yeah, I have them beating Minnesota, Minnesota FC. Yeah, I have them beating Minnesota United. Uh-huh. So I have my in my Western Conference Finals. I have LAFC going up against Sporting KC. All right. What about you? What about you? Who do you have moving on to the Conference Finals? I have Sporting KC and Portland. Not LAFC. You don't think they're going to make two upsets in a row? I don't think so. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll root for them. But I don't think so. I really think they're a good team. I I do like Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi. They're going to be they're going to be needed. In this playoffs, yeah. And what about in? They might just. What were we saying? They might just get it together. We'll see. 
what about conference finals in the uh, Eastern Conference? I have New England going up against Toronto. Yeah, I have uh, I have Toronto winning that. And then my MLS Cup final will be New England versus LAFC. Ooh, nice. Robert yeah, Kraft I'm go with... taking his soccer team all the way again. Uh-huh. And then the champion, you got to do it. This is the year that L.A. sports has to – L.A. has been through a lot of hardships this year. I really think LAFC is going to win it. Oh, right. You know what? I'm going to change my calls. I'm going to say LFC wins it. You've inspired me. You mean they win the MLS Cup final? Because, you know, L.A. Galaxy has won six, but LAFC can get into the conversation. Yeah. But back to the Galaxy, Who do you, do you think Robbie Keane should be their next head coach of the club? It'd be a good hire. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Well, the thing with the Galaxy is they need a lot of roster, a lot of stuff to do with their roster just because they showed in their last game against Vancouver. Obviously, Vancouver's not in the playoffs. Uh-huh. They got shut out, and they just – this tells me, like, come on now. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think they need to do besides moving on from Chicharito? Do you think there's players that they can keep? Uh, yeah, they're going to have to, like, blow up that team, I think. And just Why do, do you something. think they have to blow up the entire roster and start rebuilding again? I think it's just – it hasn't worked out for them, you know, and they're they're at the bottom of the of this conference, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, – this is definitely uh, what you would call this. This is definitely a team that you know uh, has to uh, get it together. But anyways, Matt, uh, you have a good have a good week, and we'll uh, talk next week about Week Ten recap and more. All right, I'll see you next time, Laura.